Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, 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 what up, what up, what up, though? It's your boy, Reggie Watkins. You are listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. We don't need that. My man Kevin Cleland is running the boards, engineering, producing. Kevin, what up? Reggie, I am on cloud nine after the great Cooper Cup deal. The Rams are printing money and giving it away. Print, printing money. Printing money. Three years, $110 million. And then they just paid. What Aaron did they, what did they just pay Aaron Donald? How much did they give million, him? I think $95 million if he plays through 2024. <laughs> Good Lord. And and we just said Matthew Stafford is already, I think he's getting $60 million this year. Yeah, they paid him first. It's crazy, man. NFL is crazy this money. This is insane. They are printing money. You know who else is printing money, though? The Saudis. Uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, the Live Golf Tournament taking place in London, backed by the Saudis. But first up. Game three of the NBA Finals is tonight. I, I should tell you we're recording this on a Wednesday night. We're actually recording this right before game three, so we go get this thing done so I get down there and not miss a second of it. Um, series is tied one to one. Boston won the first uh, game in Golden State, had a miraculous fourth quarter where they just balled out and everybody and their mama was hitting threes. And then uh, game two came and the Warriors held serve. Boston came out looking like they was ready to go. I thought Boston was going to win this first quarter, first half. I mean, basically, it was a tie game at the half, and I thought Boston was going to get this thing because I talked about it last week. I just think Boston's too long and too big for Golden State, and Golden State's best player is just too small and can't play defense. But a funny thing happened <laughs> at this game, uh, and what happened was Draymond Green showed up and looked like the Draymond of old. I mean, Draymond came out, getting in people's faces, setting the tone for the Warriors, and that was the big deal for me that changed the whole game. Basically, the Boston Celtics got punked. I mean, they, they basically just got punked. I mean, they tried to stand up and do what they was, you know, they wasn't getting physically, you know, punked like they was about to fight and people was, but Draymond and the Warriors just out them. And... I mean, I guess this is what happens when it, when you're a young team like this. And, I'm, and and they're not young. They're young compared to the Warriors. The Warriors who have been in these finals a few times and who these players who know what the hell they're doing. So the Celtics, this is new ground for them. I do think they've got experience from the from the the, the previous series that they played where they've gone to seven games twice in a row. But they've got to learn how to close these things out, and they will. And I think their coach is going to do a great job with, with getting them on board. But what happens to the Celtics it has happened all playoffs long. The third quarter, they get roasted. For some reason, they come out of the locker room, and it's like, is the game over yet? No, it ain't over yet. Y'all got two more quarters to play. Y'all got to finish these games out. So I fully expect the Boston Celtics to win this game tonight. 
because they're home. The the, the role players at home are going to play better. You're going to have these Boston crowd. The Boston crowd is going to be ridiculous today. And they're going to kill Draymond because Draymond, being Draymond all week, is just running his mouth and talking. And so Cedric Maxwell, a, a former, you know, uh, Celtics veteran was out talking about how Draymond would have got knocked out playing if he played in the eighties and then in the nineties with the in, the, in the, the era that the Celtics played in and Draymond went off like, yo, it's, it's, it baffles me that these dudes who play in the eighties and nineties always talk about somebody would have got knocked out when they weren't knocking anybody out. It's always the dudes who didn't knock nobody out and wasn't doing nothing. that want to talk about somebody getting knocked out. And so it turned into a whole thing where people are talking about how physical the game was in the eighties and nineties. And then, uh, Draymond and, and players of today on TV today talking about how you had to be more skilled to play in this day. And those are both valid points. But I love what J.J. Redick was talking about today because J.J. Redick was basically saying, and what I've always argued to people forever, people adapt to the game they're playing. Draymond Green would be a great player in any era of basketball. You drop that dude into the 80s, and he's an alien. He's a 6'8", 6'9", power forward who can handle the ball, pass the ball, defend the perimeter and the paint, and, and, he, and he shoots threes. I mean, not as well anymore, but he used to. Like, it's ridiculous for anybody to question how great Draymond Green is in the game of basketball. He is probably, what I, he might be one of the top 10 defensive players of all time. Of all time. And he's a basketball genius. The dude is smart. He's annoying as all hell. But that dude knows what he's doing on a basketball court. So this notion that these players today couldn't play back then is just so tired and it's just stupid. And and here's, here's the thing that I will say, though. Players back then, and even though you take those guys back then, you drop them into today, their skill set would have to evolve, which you would hope. The guys today, you could drop them back in there. They could play with the physicality that was going on. Their skill set would allow for it because everybody else would have to adjust to how skilled these guys are, which is ridiculous because now you're dropping people and you're time traveling these players, which is stupid. But this is what we do when we talk sports. We get stupid and we talk about crazy things that can never happen and never exist. That being said, the Celtics have to win this game. I think the Celtics need to win game three just to set the tone for this whole series. Like, they won game one, so that's dope. But now they're on their home floor. They've got to protect home court right off the bat. I don't know if they need to win both games, but they've got to win this one right away to let the Warriors know we ain't here to play around. Come out, do what you're supposed to do. They had, like... How, I don't know how many turnovers the Celtics had in that game too. And that's when you know that they are not playing the way that they should be playing to win, to win and dominate these games like they should. They should be dominating the Warriors. They really should. They've got every advantage. They have a longer, more physical, more athletic team. They should be dominating the Warriors. But then they come out and have all these turnovers, and you can't turn the ball over when you got two guys on the other side who are two of the greatest shooters of all time. They're going to make you pay. And Steph is making them pay for all these turnovers. So I expect them to come out, be much more careful with the basketball, not have these turnovers. And will the real Jason Tatum please stand up? I mean, he bounced back and had an okay game in game two. He was terrible in game one. He's at home. He's got to show up and play better today. And I think he will. And I hope he will because I got money on on this game. Um, 
it's three and a half, minus three and a half. I took I took the minus three and a half. No, I took the I took the money line. Yeah, I took the money line. I'm good. But it's on a parlay, so I gotta win everything else. I still got my picks intact though. Celtics in six. Don't at me. I'm probably right. Be back after the break. We getting a rap money. We getting uh, that, that's a song from <laughs> that's a song from Buster Rhymes back in the day. It's called a rap money, which is not something that we would be able to throw around in today's climate in today's uh, years of wokeness. But that was a it was a fire fire song, um, and it is particularly uh, poignant for this topic we're talking about right now because the PGA Tour is losing players. Not everybody, but losing some big players to Arab money. The Saudi Arabian-backed Live Golf Tournament is taking place this week in London, and they are just throwing all kind of cash around. Uh, Phil Mickelson bounced on the PGA and inked a deal worth $200 million to get involved with this Live Golf Tour, right? Um, uh, uh, Greg Norman... um, Greg Norman is fronting this thing. Greg Norman's getting getting money for it, right? Dustin Johnson, I think, bounced out. Dustin Johnson bounced from the PGA. He he resigned from the PGA to take this 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 uh, live tournament money, right? Um, Tiger Woods was offered nine figures, high nine figures, but he turned it down because we'll talk about that in a second. But the problem that's coming up from this live tournament is that it's backed by the Saudi Arabians, which, um, if you don't pay attention to the news, aren't exactly um, the people that we like right now, especially because of their treatment of journalists. I mean, hell, there was a journalist that was murdered over there reporting. Um, They don't have a good track record of treating women well. Um, not that America is amazing at the, when it comes to that, but uh, if we want to compare, uh, we are heaven compared to what they do over there to uh, women's rights. So they're getting a lot of flack. These golfers are getting a lot of flack for joining this tour because people are expecting them to be their moral compass, which I hate when it comes to sports and athletes and all of that. Right. I don't expect anybody to be my moral compass. I'll do it myself. I understand exactly what these dudes are doing. These dudes could give a damn about journalists being killed over in Saudi Arabia. These dudes could give a damn about women's rights in in Saudi Arabia. What they give a damn about is the bottom line in that bank account. And they're getting paid to play in this thing. They're getting paid to show up and denounce. Hell, they're facing suspension and banishment from the PGA Tour to go play and take this money. Right. And Phil Mickelson tried to say in a in a in a in a press conference that, you know, the moreover, he was doing this so that they could kind of reset the table for the PGA because the PGA is really um monopolizing all these golfers and not being willing to work with people to get new deals. That all sounds good and well. But at the end of the day, Phil Mickelson took this because it's the money on the table and it's leverage. He's going to use his leverage and all these other golfers are going to use his leverage to bounce out and go play in this tournament. that There's not even television coverage for this thing. There's no television coverage. And, and the competition isn't anything. They're throwing money to get these guys to come over there and play. Just, just for what? 
it's just the money is so astronomical. They've got to go do it. They're going to go do it. They don't need to be somebody's moral compass, and they're not giving a damn about it. I'm surprised Tiger Woods didn't do it, but then I thought about it, and Tiger Woods can't be the guy doing it because Tiger Woods had all this scandal over here, which wasn't really scandal. I mean, the man just was being a human being and being a man and wasn't you know, the most scrupulous to his wife and to his family. Ain't no crime in that. That's just what the man did, right? But he's got to look better because of his public image. So Tiger Woods is the last person that'd be taking all that money to go over there and bounce. Plus, he just had the car accident and, and all that stuff and broke, broke his leg and, you know, drug, drug pain drug, painkillers and all that stuff. No, Tiger Woods can't take that money. But Phil Mickelson sure did. Dustin Johnson sure did. And I'm not mad at those cats. Go over there, get your money, do your thing. Um, we got to stop looking at these sports leagues as our moral compass, right? Right now in the news, Deshaun Watson. We've And we've been talking about him for a while. Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson is being accused by 24. I think it's 24 women have filed lawsuits saying that he uh, was inappropriate and sexually assaulted them. Uh, they said that he's had up to, I want to say... Uh, <laughs> I gotta. I, I don't want to get this number wrong. He just got a whole lot of damn uh, massage visits, and apparently he was going there looking for happy endings. Not a crime. That's not a crime if that's what you're gonna do, right? If that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. The people who work there, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Hell, we had Robert Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots, caught up in a kerfuffle up at a massage parlor getting happy endings and, and extra stuff, right? Um, People do it all over the damn world. I'm not here to judge them on that. But the Cleveland Browns are not here to be your moral compass. The Cleveland Browns have sucked forever. Say it with me. Forever. They have been god-awful. They saw a chance to get a once-in-a-lifetime generational quarterback who was on the, who was able to be traded for. They went and they did it. Their fans are in love with it. They brought the guy in. Now, the problem that I have with the Cleveland Browns is they did not have to reset the market with this dude. They, they, they paid him astronomical money when they didn't need to do that. But maybe because they're Cleveland and because it is Cleveland, they had to pay a premium to get that guy to want to come there. But when that dude is facing all these civil suits and all these lawsuits, man, you ain't got to be giving him all that money. He should be lucky somebody is taking him out of there and giving him a fresh start somewhere else because he couldn't go back to, to Houston. So that's my only problem with Cleveland. But I don't have a problem with them doing what they think is best for their bottom line and their company, right? He's not criminally charged with anything as of right now, right? And, and, and it really bothers me when... You know, today, I guess there was a big uh, piece that came out in the New York Times where they're de documenting exactly what he did in these massage parlors with people. Why does it take us actually knowing exactly what happened or seeing a video of exactly what happened for us to pump up the vitriol? The, the number of allegations and the things that happened, that should just be enough. We don't need to hear the details. That's enough. Like for me, I don't need to see someone gets shot on tv all i need to do is hear somebody got shot i can piece it together in my mind what happened why do i need to see the video i don't need to hear about somebody getting into a i don't need to see a car crash tell me somebody got in a car crash that's enough for me 
But for some reason, when we do these sports and, and we, we talk about sports and players and teams, we've got to have hardcore visual evidence or anything for us to really take a stand or be upset about it. Not me. It's enough. I can hear about it. It's enough. Now, all I need to know is he is not charged with anything criminally. I have, no, I have nothing to say. Until there's a criminal charge or something going on with Deshaun Watson, I have nothing to say about it. If it's a criminal conviction, then we can talk. Otherwise, I'm from the mindset of, yo, they doing what's best for their bottom line. I'm not mad at them. Can't hate them. And please, people, stop looking at them to be your moral compass. That's not what they're here for. They're here to win football games and make money. And that's what they're trying to do. Bottom line, period. End of discussion. So save that. Go to church. If you're looking for a moral compass, go to church. And even there, <laughs> you're going to be hard-pressed to find that. Because I don't know if y'all know. But some of these pe- these, pra- these pastors, boy. Ooh, doggy. The only thing that keeps accumulating in that them places is their bank account. I'm Reggie Watkins. You've been listening to I'm Probably Right. Thank you so much for listening. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment. But please don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland running the boards, engineering. Thank you, sir. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.